0: So I was trolling around the internet the other day, as I'm want to do, and I came across this forum post of this guy who was wanting to start a YouTube channel, but was a little unsure that he's not a native English speaker, so was worried about that part of it, and then also just the confidence to get on here and come and and do this. So I want to talk through that and, and talk about why some of that stuff doesn't matter, because it doesn't and what you'll need to do to sort of work around those sort of things and really why you should really strongly consider starting a YouTube channel now with the way everything is going. So all that in this episode. There's a lot of developers who have a lot of opinions about what you need to do this coding thing for a living and be good at it. But I often find that their opinions tend to be better for them than they are for you. And that's part of the reason why I created this podcast to cut through the crap and give it to you straight. And you won't always like me, you won't always agree with me, but I will tell you the truth. I'm John Morris, and welcome to The John Morris Show. Now let's quit the yakking and get to it. Hey there, John Morris here, John Morrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of the John Morris show. As I said, this one we will get into getting on YouTube, why some of the if you're thinking about it and you're worried about just getting on here and talking, I mean, look at me, I do it. Just go to my YouTube comments. All the people there will, will tell you that I'm terrible at it. So uh, and, and yet I still come on here and, and do it and people actually watch and listen. But you can definitely do this sort of thing and we're going to talk about why some of the concerns that you may have aren't necessarily as important as you might think they are and how to work around them and then a little bit of why you really should consider getting on YouTube if you're not already whether you're freelancing you're just working at you're you're kind of working at a tech company anything to do if you're a web developer you really again strongly consider doing this Of course, before I do that, I do want to encourage you to head on over to store.johnmorrisonline.com and let you know if you uh, haven't heard. Uh, I have a coupon code for regular uh, listeners of the show. I don't mention it on every episode. Uh, So that's why if you're a regular listener, uh, this is really a benefit for you. But if you use the coupon code JMO... That will take 20% off anything over on the store. I have all my courses, my PHP 101, my Upwork 101, uh, my responsive web design 101, uh, how to uh, submit HTML HTML form data to a MySQL database using PHP. I've got that course over there. All of that stuff over there. There's a bundle where you can get all of them, et cetera. Again, that's store.johnmorrisonline.com. Use the coupon code JMO to get 20% off anything over there. And I would really appreciate that. It would it helps, you know. Obviously, gives you the training that you want, but also helps support me doing what I what I do here. All right, with that out of the way, so let me go ahead and read. I want to read this uh, comment that I saw on the forum. I'm not going to name names, but I do want to read what they said and kind of see if you resonate with this a little bit. So, it says I have business in particular niche and want to add YouTube as traffic as a traffic and branding source, but I haven't got confidence and ability to speak in videos. I'm not a native English speaker, and it would be very hard to speak without any spelling mistakes, without pauses, etc. I already know what I should tell, all topics, steps, all info, and so on. But it would be much easier just to write instead of talking. I think there are many people who have the same problem, but they eliminated all all issues and talking well in videos. But how? What should I do? Alright, so I wrote down five things here in relation to this, in terms of why I think a lot of this doesn't matter and why you should just do it anyway. So let's go through these. So the first one is, the truth is a lot of people don't speak fluent English. (laughs) Even native English speakers don't necessarily always speak fluent English. Matter of fact, listen to any one of my podcasts for more than 30 seconds, and you'll hear me stumble over words uh, and, and um and on and so forth. Well, that doesn't mean that that's ideal, but the again, a lot of people, just there's tons of people out there who have those same sort of issues. And I would say, I don't know what it actually is, but if I were to just guess, I would say that the majority of the world probably is not fluent English speaking because of all the different countries and there's lots of greater populations in other countries and so forth. I would guess that most of the people in the world aren't native, fluent English speakers. So not only are you do you not have to worry about it with those people, but you actually might relate better to those people because they have the same sort of language issues. Or if you're appealing to a market that happens to be very local and related to what uh, around what you're doing they might speak the the same language of you that's not english and so you could do your videos in non-english and you would relate even more uh to those people so again it's actually is an opportunity not only does it not matter as much as i think you probably think it does you also have the opportunity to relate better to certain audiences based on it because they can sort of feel your pain a little bit and so Again, I don't I don't think it's as big of a deal as as you might think. The other thing with this, the kind of the second point is that most niches that you're going to find out there uh where you would be basing this around a business, I mean unless you're just doing pure entertainment, but if it you're building a business around it, most of them are results oriented. So for some people it might be a thing at first in those particular niches, but eventually if you're if you're delivering results if you're giving information that people take and use and they get results from it it's actionable it's good etc they're not gonna care now production value does have its place and there is sort of a threshold that's why you've kind of seen me change my setup several different times because you have to do you do sort of have to keep up with that threshold uh, in turn but that's more in terms of the audio quality and and whether there's a bunch of background noise and and the video quality and so forth, in terms of what you're actually saying, if you're delivering actionable uh, content, you uh, people are using it and are getting results. At the end of the day, that's what matters the most to people. So, if your your English is a little off, it's not gonna it's not gonna be that 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 big of a deal. So, again, focus on results, and, and people will come around. Another thing that you can do is you can write write out what you want to say first. Here's a little hint for you. A lot of the videos I do, I do that. I have notes literally right here on my tablet that I have written down for me to go through. Now, I do ad lib a lot, but I've been doing this a while. I think I'm getting close to probably 400 videos on, on YouTube alone. I have a bunch of courses out there that aren't on YouTube, stuff I've done for clients. I mean, I'm probably... In reality, getting close to more like a thousand videos that I've done in total. So I've done this quite a bit so I I can ad-lib a little bit more. But even still, if I just try to go off and ad-lib a video, anybody who's listened to this for any amount of time knows I can get to going off on my tangents and rambling and so forth. So write down what you want to say. If you have to write it down word for word at first, great. Go ahead and do that and if you need to use if you need to they actually there's actually teleprompters out there i have one i don't use it now but i have one that you can set on a uh, uh, on a camera stand and put your camera through and you can have your words right on the screen so you can wor- read them word for word now you have to do a little bit to try not to sound too robotic when you say that but it would it might be better for you to sound a little robotic and have your what you're saying be a lot cleaner then uh you know that that might be a better better way to do it, so uh again, don't be afraid to to write it down and use notes and and follow those notes' it's, it's what I do it's what I'm doing now. The fourth thing is you can edit it's not live video, so if you need to say ten words that you can say clearly, stop and then say ten words more, stop say 10 words more, stop. That's fine. You can do that and edit and tons of YouTubers do that. Go go watch any sort of really big YouTuber out there. You'll see all the jump cuts. There's not a ton of them out there where it's just free flowing. Now I do that just because I hate editing, A and B, I feel like I get into a better flow when I just just go with it. But tons and tons of YouTubers out there edit edit edit. So it's a little more work on the back end, but if you want to record small chunks and then edit it all together, you can absolutely do that and and again, lots of youtubers do that. The final thing then is the reality of all of this, and the probably the biggest thing I always tell people with this is you're never gonna get better at it until you do it so uh you 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 can't kind of sit there and lament the fact that you are you think you're going to be bad at making videos and then never go and actually do what you need to to get better at it. So with time, you will get better. And eventually, you'll be able to record videos in one take without even breaking a sweat. So practice makes perfect uh, in that sense. So those are some of the, my thoughts around when I hear someone say that, why I don't think it's as big of a deal as you think it is, and some of the things that you can do to help yourself get around that sort of thing. Last thing I wanted to touch on here is just why I think, especially if you're a freelancer, I mean, it's really, really important if you're a freelancer to get out there and I highly recommend doing YouTube videos. But even if you're just a regular developer, uh, not necessarily doing freelancing, working at a company, I still think it's a good idea to have a presence like that because it helps make you more marketable. But the thing about YouTube, and it's not necessarily... YouTube specifically, that's, that's kind of the place right now. But it's really video uh, in particular. It starts with this idea that uh, that content, uh, you have probably heard the idea of content is king. But what content really allows you to do, and it took me a long time. I listened to Gary Vaynerchuk talk about this over and over and over again. And I would recommend go listen to some of his stuff, I would say, about a year and a half, two years back. Some of his newer stuff is more all about hustle. But he talked a lot more about context. Uh, a couple years back, so go and listen to some of those videos. But it took me a while uh, to figure out what he meant by content as a way to create context. But what <clears throat> what that actually means is when someone goes to your sales page, or your services, heck, even a, a resume, if they're viewing your resume online or whatever, when they go to that, they have a certain context around what they know about you. Now. If you don't put out any information online, you don't have any video, you don't have any written tutorials, you don't have a blog, you don't have so you have nothing a Twitter, a Facebook, nothing, then the context that they have around you and when they visit that that services page, that upwork profile or that resume is going to be zero. and so it's going to be a hundred percent dependent on that services page, that po- profile, that resume to sell. Uh, to sell them on hiring you. That's fine if you're a really good (laughs) marketer and that those things are done really, really well. But one way you can make it a lot easier for yourself is to create context. And that context is everything that they know about you. So it's every video they may have watched every uh, blog post they may have written every tweet that they may have seen. Now, Context isn't automatically good. Context can be bad, right? You could say something on Twitter that a potential employer doesn't like, and they not hire you. It's still context, but it's unhelpful context. And so creating content helps you create context, and it lets people get to know you, and it lets people see what your expertise is and what you're good at and they can actually experience it directly. So when they go to your services page, your profile, your resume, they have something more than just looking at that resume. And if you do a really good job of it, by the time they even get to that point, they're already sold on hiring you or buying your stuff or whatever. So use content to create context. The reason YouTube is so great or video is so great is because they actually get to see you. They get to hear you. And you get some of that, a little bit of that nonverbal communication that you miss with pure audio or pure text. And so it just makes them feel a lot more familiar and a lot more comfortable with you. And the more video you do, the more familiar they're going to uh, feel and they're going to get to know about your kids and you know see you do different things in terms of what, what your videos might be. Maybe you're doing a coding tutorial over here and maybe you're doing a freelancing video over here and you're doing this and you're doing that. All of that helps create even more context around you and you try to make that context as beneficial to you as possible. So by the time they get to the point where they're thinking about hiring you or buying your stuff, they already know everything they want to know about you. The resume is an afterthought. The services page, the profile, it's all an afterthought. They've already decided before they even got there and they're just going there to verify. So That's why creating content is so important. That's why video is so valuable because they actually get to see you and see what you look like, how you talk, all that sort of thing. So strongly recommend that if you've even considering getting on YouTube, you do it now. It will be a, uh, it's a huge boon to uh, everything that you're doing as a developer and help can help out tremendously especially if you're a freelancer. If you're a freelancer and you want to get clients, start creating content, start doing video, and it makes selling your services a heck of a lot easier. All right, so that'll do it for this episode. Again, thanks for watching. If you liked the episode, be sure to like it. Subscribe if you haven't. Also, be sure if you subscribe, there's this little bell thing that comes up. Go ahead and click that so that you actually get notified when new videos come out, it's a new thing here on YouTube. Um, if you'd like to get all the past episodes, you go to johnmorishshow.com. All the past episodes, all the Android and iTunes and RSS links are over there. I also, give you module one of my PHP 101 course if you will rate and review the podcast. The instructions are again at johnmorishshow.com. Just let, uh, click the start here link and that'll walk you through that entire process. So again, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you next time.